Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that's constantly going at a hundred percent, even if it doesn't want to. Chakpacento. Chakpacento. I am your host, Matt Psycho 100, and I may be the protagonist of my own life, but that doesn't account for the fact that I'm also the antagonist of my own life. And I am Mob Audrey 100. This is one of Audrey's special moves, where she introduces herself on the podcast. <laughs> one of the hundred secret, one of Audrey's one hundred secret moves. Uh, well, did you enjoy last week's episode that was really celebrated for October? Wait, Oddgus, sorry, Yes, definitely. Definitely an Audrey celebration episode. It was an Audrey celebration. So last week we couldn't record due to a variety of circumstances, and now we are recording and we both have colds. Yeah. Same circumstances, but holy shit, they lasted more than a week. We 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 used up all of our podcast PTO. Yeah. Now we've gotta now we've just gotta take the hits to our credibility as we just once again, have to call in sick for podcasting. So if this is a very low energy episode, then hey, uh, just click on that button down there that speeds this up by two and it'll really, it'll give you the same frantic energy that you're used to. But if you are looking for frantic energy in a fun time, then there's no better place to look than today's anime that we're discussing, which is Mob Psycho 100. Oh. Or as it's called in uh, Japanese, Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> well, what does that translate to? It translates to Mob Psycho 100. Oh, so does not. And in Japanese, that can relate to how the title means and that it is Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> made by a man named One. Hundred. I don't know. I don't know even though that's a man. It's it might it's a person's a person's who made this. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna misgender <laughs> one. Not gonna do that again. Never again. Not after I did that for Demon Slayer. Wait 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 wait. If if one is neither a he or she, would one still be non-binary? Ah ha 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 Craig, cue the laugh track. This was made by, adapted from the manga, made by one. All, sometimes they're credited as manga one, I guess for clarification, which which helps. I'm glad they did that. This was brought to us by Studio Bones. Um, you know so, what Bones did. I'm not going to look through that list. They did yeah. Bugo Stray Dogs. Bocano Hero Academia. And Full Metal Who cares? Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, so why did you pick this one? Because uh, I've wanted to watch it, <laughs> and it looks really good, and it's made by the same mangaka as One Punch Man, and I like One Punch Man. Dang, I well, I I simple. Do you expect a complex answer? 
I kind of was actually. I was kind of thinking that you might tie in that you knew about the themes of Mob Psycho 100, and that that would be kind of where we would have a good jumping off point. But we sure, can't. Sure, I on. recognize the themes of Mob Psycho 100. Do you Here's even your know diving th- board. Okay, so do you even know what the themes are? Uh, adolescence. All right, um, you. That the, that was the, too the, easy. The, I set the bar too the, low. It's, it's the human condition. Okay. The duality right. of man. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oh, well, before we jump, we climb the ladder to jump off the high board and belly flop into an anime discussion as per the huge. Hey, Audrey, what have you been doing? Uh, hi, Matt. I'm Audrey. Yeah. Uh, well, big news recently. I got my work schedule changed. I'm on four tens now instead of the usual five eights, which did not have a good run today. This was supposed to be the first week that uh that I get on that schedule I thought it would have been another week or two to let the schedule you know be made cuz that's usually what has to be done when I call for days out off uh but it started yesterday and I didn't know that cuz the schedule was printed so I missed 2 hours of work yesterday and I drove 50 minutes to work today only to see the schedule printed and I'm not scheduled that day so that was awkward thankfully nobody saw me so I just went in went out and uh as I was bumming about um I got called in cause the person <laughs> who's supposed to work on that shift didn't show up so I worked 4 hours today which made up for yesterday, but also got me two extra hours, but now I'm sick, and uh, I have to go into work tomorrow for eight hours, and I am not exactly happy. You don't sound particularly happy. No. (laughs) Also, Emily got COVID, so that's really been been shitting the bricks on my sanity. Uh, that is very unfortunately, uh, very unfortunate for Emily. Uh, condolences to Emily. Uh, Craig, put a bookmark on this. I'm going to ask her if it's okay if I mention that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, Craig, also put a bookmark on my condolences. They also told me that I shouldn't be enjoying snow cones in the park, and I really took that personally. <laughs> that's like the thing. I, that's like my identity now. <laughs> we both noticed because she said that... The three other times she's heard about you, you were somewhere getting an ice cream or a snow cone somewhere. Yep, that's that's I, that is officially one of my hobbies. I put it on my resume and everything. I've tried at this point. I've tried seven different uh, combination of flavors of snow cone syrup. I'm really that's gonna be my new thing. Is I'm gonna be a snow cone like uh you know like a wine connoisseur. I'm yeah. gonna like swish the syrup around in my mouth and I'm like has a hint of uh has a hint of tiger's blood. Mixed with a little bit of fruity Fran. <laughs> and I can taste a hint of cherry berry. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, the topic of dip it dust came up, too. And I said, Calm, uh, careful now. He will go ape on some dip it dots. <laughs> oh, yeah. How well you know me. I do go absolutely <laughs> incredible batshit for some dip it dots. <laughs> and I'm always a doubter. Like, dip it dots ain't that good. And then I... <laughs> 
I get a, a cup of Dippa Dust, like, damn, this is good. Dippa Dots are the treat that cannot be beat because every time <laughs> I have a Dippa Dots, it's like ice cream and it's more than it's more than ice cream. It's more fun than ice cream. And I don't know. Like, what is it that makes Dippin' Dots so naturally superior to ice cream? It's the nitrogen. The nitrogen freezing, probably. I don't know. No, like, I think you really have something there because uh, nitro coffee, you know, like nitro cold brew, that's got nitrogen in it, and it's better than regular coffee, so. Hmm. And also there's nitro Pepsi that's like Pepsi that's got nitrogen instead of, uh, you know, regular, like, carbonation, and it's really good. Huh. Maybe we should just add nitrogen to everything. Nitro, nitro our lives, dude. I mean, Discord has nitro. Yeah, and it makes it makes your life better when you could just somebody's like, my dog died, and then you get on a mode of like a crying <laughs> anime girl, and they're like, oh my god, that's that really told me that you cared. How touching! I feel connected with you. Like we bonded like, more than words could say. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that 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 sticker came from a hentai server. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what, what's uh oh yeah another thing I've been been doing I started on Hearthstone really been, yeah Hearthstone, Emily got huh? started on it and I've played other games that are similar to it and I've dabbled in it once before back in back in college and uh, or if Hearthstone was even out that long and I got back into it and I play it very casually but it, I'm having fun. No, that's cool because I, I used to play Hearthstone like not casually. Some of the few games that were like trading cards I like mostly because when I played there wasn't the interrupt system because uh-huh. I hate hated playing Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh where it was I play I play Monster Born <laughs> actually I play Monster Trapper and you can't do that and I'm like I just want to play the game. Yeah. I just want to play the game. Maybe that's why I also like Pokemon, because Pokemon doesn't do that. You don't get... No one interrupts you in Pokemon. You just get to take your turn and just deal with the fallout afterwards. Yeah. I've always wanted to start trying out the Pokemon card game, but no one I know cares. I I care. I used to play it... I've got a lot of cards on the digital card game, mm. but I, I didn't... Every time I played, I would... I wouldn't have a good time because I got hyper competitive, as <laughs> is the norm with yeah. me. So I, I kind of just fell out from playing it. So what have you been up to, Matt? I have had a cold all week, and it kind of stalled my progress at work, which was uh, an issue. But as far as stuff that anyone actually cares about, because I don't think anybody <laughs> cares about me complaining about my job, let's be 100% here. Let's be Mob Psycho 100% here. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, th- he said it. He said the name. <laughs> I guess. What are we? Just a bunch of mob psycho one hundreds. Mm. What is this? A mob psycho squad? <laughs> I guess. I guess I knew all along I was mob psycho one hundred. He said it. He said He's, the thing. Let's leave the movie theater. It's Mormon time, everyone. Uh, fucking <laughs> Craig, cut that out. And, no, and- Craig, keep in the Mormon time. Keep in the Mormon time. All right, Craig, keep in this bit where I kill myself because I can't believe I said that. Okay, Craig, I guess we're going to have to have a we're going to have a suicide. <laughs> we're going to have a suicide podcast on this on our hands. Uh, but for serious, uh, I thought I had COVID because uh, as 
as is known, I hyper fixate on things every now and then for random reasons. And today, this week's hyper fixation is Sonic the Hedgehog. And <laughs> that occurred because, uh, for one thing, one of my coworkers got a Sonic the Hedgehog lunchbox and it took me back to being a kid. And yeah. what ended up happening was I was like, oh, I still love Sonic, even if his games aren't that great. But then I played his newest games and I was like, these aren't that bad. And I was like, oh, shit, do I have COVID? because <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i have good taste i don't have a taste anymore but uh he, he my my new co-worker really got like was talking a lot about retro games and sonic and i kind of just revealed to him like my secret shame and that was my collection of archie sonic comics one that includes an actual letter that i sent into them well that's not a shame that's not the, the, the cop the comics are you know a, a treasure to hold on to especially one that recognized your letter well, you should hang it hang it up on your wall, like point it out when you bring a date over. It's like this is where I sent a letter to the Sonic Comics and they accepted it. Oh, is this where you were a kid? This was, <laughs> this was last week. <laughs> They'll be like, "How old were you when you sent it?" I'll look at them and I'll say, "I was 14." <laughs> <laughs> And they'll say, oh, uh, I think I've got some ice cream in the car, so I better go. (laughs) (laughs) Not the worst age, not the best age. I'll be saying, like, I've got a Princess Sally cosplay in the closet if you want to wear it. I can be Sonic and go, we'll be way past cool. Or I can dress in my Sonichu costume and zap to the extreme. What do you want? (laughs) And she's like, someone unlock this door. (laughs) He jumps out of a window. (laughs) <laughs> she's they're like you can't know about chris chan and like sonic i can't be associated with this she jumps out the window and it's like three stories high and she breaks her legs and it's bleeding out you look out and you say that's no good <laughs> and then i and then i run after her and and grab her because i go you're too slow <laughs> So, but. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting your hyperfixations. Be- oh, fuck. Uh, I dropped a Pringle. <laughs> Drop a Pringle. <laughs> I, it's interesting hearing about your hyperfixations because I remember it being uh, Sonico way, way back in the day. And uh, like, uh, there's a gap in time of my memory between that and Kirby, which happened a lot recently. And uh, now you're on Sonic, so should I send you some Sonic t-shirts or some Sonic manga? No, I hyperfixate on things for a while and then I get burned out. I still love Kirby and I still love Sonic O, but they're they're in the back of my mind. Uh, speaking of actual anime, I've been trying to catch up on all the all the stuff that my coworkers have been recommending to me. Uh-huh. And I've actually been watching Overlord, which I liked way more than I thought I would. It has an interesting premise. I just wish it wasn't one of those video game isekai bullshits because I'm pretty sure it drops that really quick, doesn't it? It kind of does and it kind of doesn't. It's honestly the thrill of seeing um, Ainz just rise up and just kind of be a evil overlord is really appealing. While there are certain aspects I don't necessarily like of what I've just seen in the six episodes I watched, I still really get why people enjoy it. It kind of hits that same sort of itch that uh, Slime does. Yeah. The, that all-power that all, power, uh, that all power fantasy, you know? But those characters, you know, Rimuru from Slime and Ainz from Overlord, they're not, they're not bland, faceless characters to have a harem. 
because for one, they're both the kind of types who are going, oh, I don't like, I don't want to procreate or anything like that. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good watch. I've also, speaking, speaking of my current hyperfixation as it relates to anime, I found uh, a good copy of the Sonic X anime in the Japanese dub. Ooh. I never got, I didn't. I didn't see the cartoon when it was going on, or the anime, because it is an anime, when it was airing on, you know, TV. Uh-huh. It just it just blew past me because that's when I was trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. With, but I, so I never saw the TV show when it was on Foxbox or whatever. And I, I'm kind of just... I, I'm very fascinated by video game anime because mm-hmm. they always seem to miss the mark in just the most inconsequential of ways you know yeah can we uh can we do a sonic x episode right now and then cut this out and put it on patreon or something <laughs> do a Sonic. well i, you well, know, oh, I don't I, was... I don't really have the time for that and mop psycho so let's let's put a pin in this and talk about sonic x on a different day i was gonna say that if we did my month uh, I was going to say that we should do like the first arc of Sonic X, mm-hmm. the first 13 episodes that are like the, the, it's, they've got arc names. It's, it's silly. It's super silly. Like, that's it. 13 episodes for the first arc. Damn. Yeah. There's 78 episodes in the entire uh, anime. I remember e- seeing all of them. Really? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's insane how far fledged, how Sonic the Hedgehog they get towards the end. How far have you gotten in the series overall? I've only saw the first three episodes. Oh, I, okay. So, towards like the the latter half or the yeah. latter third, uh, there's a plot where robot tree beings invade Earth, and then Sonic and the gang meet this uh, this plant girl called Cosmo, and all of them, including Shadow and Eggman, Rouge, all every Sonic character except for Silver and Blaze. All the ones for like Sonic Adventure, yeah. Uh, they all go to space, start going from planet to planet, fighting off the uh, uh, wh- whatever the 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 group is called. Yeah. But you have enemies like Red Cypress, Green Oak, stuff like that, and uh, and it, it turns into this this like a uh, berserk on a boat style, uh space drama it's a space opera with sonic and robot trees <laughs> that's really weird it's very sonic isn't it yeah like i i gotta say like this is a we we should definitely make the sonic x episode mm-hmm. because like as we just discussed earlier i read a lot of the archie comics stuff and that sounds like something from archie comics so yeah, much probably. and it's kind of embarrassing how much i I really waifu'd uh, Cosmo, the plant girl. Yeah. She's really cute. If you look her up, you'll probably understand. I'm looking her up right now. And while you do that, I'm going to tell Craig to start bookmarking these. Uh, just edit out my chimp crunches because I really got to eat these Pringles. Uh, She looks like a fan design Pokemon. I am not going to lie about this. But mm-hmm. she's cute. She's cute. Apparently, uh, people have fan editor and fan edited her into uh, the fan game Sonic World or whatever. But that's cool. I yeah. like that. I like. I like. I like this. I like this. I can't wait to kind of get to this part. This looks like there is this. Uh, not to not to spread too long on unrelated topics, but it, it the vibe that this character is giving me is giving me comfy Saturday morning c- cartoon vibes for sure. And I, 
And I like that because, you know, we used to be, you know, well, we used to be fans of <laughs> other sort of animated properties that were in the same vein. And recently, um, they put on just random cartoon, like random TV channels at work, just like, just, I don't know who changes it. But at some point, somebody was streaming or putting on this cartoon, Bluey, yeah. about this, like, little dog. And it's obviously for preschoolers, but I was watching it, and I was like, this is, like, the cutest and funniest thing ever. And it kind of hark. I, I just like that sort of aesthetic. Like, I still love anime, obviously, but I sometimes just crave just a simple world where nothing can go wrong, where there's no drama. Everything is just minuscule in the actual scale of problems, you know, sort of like Moe, but not with that lingering shame that this might suddenly become sexualized. Yes. And uh, it's one of those where, like, there, there is a simple joy in, like, uh, in watching a kid's cartoon, not a, a, a young person's cartoon, like, say, Adventure Time or Regular Show or something like that, a, a legit kid's cartoon. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 like the appeal of Pretty Cure to me, too, is like I love Pretty Cure and it's, you know, it, it's there's drama and such in it, but it's never in that sort of grandiose, just maudlin sort of melodrama that wears you out that you see in like, you know, ad, adult dramas and all that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just simple meant to entertain kids. And I think that's really appealing when you just turn your brain off in the ways because uh, this will be a discussion that we should have another time. But one of my coworkers actually said one of the things they hate about anime is that they'll watch a lot of anime and randomly things will become sexual or there'll be yeah. sexual humor. And I said, I get that because sometimes I really don't want to see an anime character just randomly sexualized for no reason or see like fan service. So I understand why you would be opposed to just engaging in more anime. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it's just, it's, it's just a necessary evil. It's just it's just part of it, which is a real shame. And it even gets as much as I like uh, manga one's work. It's even in uh, stuff like One Punch Man and Mob Psycho One Hundred. Oh, is it? Anyway, sometimes <laughs> sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit, <laughs> sometimes maybe both. Uh, but yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about today's subject. Yeah, how long have we been talking? It's been like. 25, 25 minutes <laughs> and people are just like skip i need to get through all this crap i just want to hear him talk about the anime meanwhile me and my sonic oc blood scourge the hedgehog <laughs> has he is sonic's brother but not his brother as in an actual sin it is his clone from an alternate dimension fused with me from this parallel timeline and he gets power by drinking blood anyways let's go for real into this anime one one last tangent i i legit had a sonic oc when i was younger uh actually i had two one was a a, a brown porcupine character i don't remember his name it doesn't matter but the other one was a hedgehog he had the same color scheme at, or color pattern as shadow but instead yeah. of black and red it's off white and black and his name was orion <laughs> That is such a Sonic OC, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I know I had several, but I also, but I mainly dabbled in fan fictions. Yeah. And he Sonic. was also from a different dimension, so have of fun. Course. Of or course. Or like different was. time or something. Yeah, I just mostly dabbled in Archie comic fan fiction. That's where my sins lay. Mm. So 
I'll have to repent for them at some point. But today is not that day. Today is the day I tell you that Mob Psycho is the greatest thing you've ever put to your you put to your eye, eyeballs. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mob Psycho 100's first season actually dropped in summer 2016 alongside a, a whole lot of other great shows, including one other show that we've covered on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Sweetness and Lightning. Yeah. You know, we, we like our we like our daddy daughter shows here on here on. Our I love them. We do because we'll never have kids of our own. And also real life kids suck. Yeah, unless you raise them right and they hardly are not or they hardly are. Look at us, for example. <laughs> you take up the school, and they still, they're still Thomas Jen. All right, so are you gonna give us a quick synopsis of Mob Psycho One Zero Zero? Mob is a kid in middle school. He has psychic powers since he was born, and the first four episodes are it's like a a monster of the week where he like fights a a, a, a spirit cult leader and that that guy becomes like a little partner. He fights this super powerful psychic uh, Teru, defeats him in a really cool fight and then he also becomes a partner a Jobro, if you will and uh, Bob is a student under the, co- the great con man Reagan Is it Reagan what? or... Who? Reagan's not a con man. Reagan's a psychic. <laughs> oh yeah the, the definite for sure greatest psychic in, in the world of our generation reagan <laughs> is it reagan it's reagan that's a shame um, what do you want him to be called Reagan? Uh, something other than the literal meat sack waste of filth ronald reagan wow so yeah then then uh then mob is having to deal with like his, his psychic powers, he do, he does he's not good at talking with people. He's not good at handling his emotions. Sometimes if he gets too stressed, he just blows up, and his psychic powers get out of control. This catches the interest of a uh, a psychic organization that wants to take over the world, and uh, the show is pretty much about how all the characters are influenced by the uh, the pure. Uh, the purity and will uh, the goodness of Mob's heart as he just wants to be a good kid who doesn't want to hurt anyone. All right. I guess that's that's good enough. That's that's good enough. You did great. Good job. I'm sick. Go get yourself some orange slices. All right. I don't have orange slices. Well, here's my first takeaway, and that is that if you do not like Reagan, then you and I are not watching the same show. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I watched uh, like the first six, first five episodes, and then the last five episodes, the first four episodes of the last five episodes of my roommate, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, I don't like Reagan," and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> and it's it's just well, isn't isn't he kind of abusing Mob? I'm like, he just bought him food. I mean, he's not made of money. He, he is bought the him greatest the food. parental figure that Mob has ever had or ever will have. Yeah. And it's not like Mob is so stupid that he doesn't know that Reagan's full of crab. It's just kind of just, it's one of the things where he, lo- I feel like he looks at it and he says, yeah, I know he's just, he's so full of, tra- just absolute full, tra- full of trash. I think I see it as Mob doesn't know anything about Reagan and believes he's a psychic, but that he's so powerful that he's in a far different league than Mob. And he, he just he admires his his mentor. 
mob is like, you think somebody would do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? <laughs> He's literally like that through the entire show. It's so, he is such a, that is one thing that I will not ever understand if someone does not enjoy Mob as a character. Yeah. He is just such an adorable, he is, in my, in my, in my perspective of this, One Punch Man and Mob Psycho 100 are basically two sides of the same coin. Yeah. The coin, of course, being the same sort of formula, overpowered main character who, you know, is kind of above it all mm-hmm. due to their power and their just personality and their take on life and the shenanigans that involve them, everybody trying to take advantage of their power in some way or another while they're just trying to do what they want to do. And whereas, and this is where I want to get a little bit philosophical on this because I, I really was... As I was watching this, I was like, yo, one's kind of like very positive and optimistic as far as a humanitarian goes to believing that humans can be better than what they are, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's a prevalent sort of theme that runs through anime. I mean, that's basically Jojo is that humans could overcome anything because they're humans. And if one you punch- believe in yourself, you can do anything. Yeah. But whereas One Punch Man is very much a satire and it leans into comedic overtones and not to say that Mob Psycho 100 doesn't do that at all. Mob Psycho feels so much more genuine than One Uh Punch Man. Is that like just with how it's approaching talking about that you are not better than anyone else. What abilities you have don't put you over anyone else. Everybody is special in their own unique way and everybody handles things in their own unique way and the grass is always greener and i really love how human of a sort of discussion that is because even in like hobbies like this it's hard not to say man my grass is pretty green but those mm-hmm. people their grass is like emeralds my grass sucks yeah and that's the the main sort of drama that lies between you know mob and his brother ritsu where ritsu's saying man i wish i was like mob and mob is like man i wish i was like ritsu yeah, uh, it very much is that grass is greener. And uh, it sounded like you were kind of asking, am I right? Am I right? And you are right about One Punch Man and Mob Psycho. They are both interpretations of the core shonen concept of I'm the strongest character and I need to get stronger. One Punch Man is wholly a parody of that concept of a character who is so powerful He's kind of bored. Yeah. And it lays the stage for other characters to, you know, get a little bit of the spotlight. Whereas Mm -hmm. Mob Psycho is sort of a light deconstruction of that that core trope where Mob is the most powerful, but he either doesn't want his powers or doesn't want to use them, but is still okay with them. He, He doesn't care about his powers one way or the other and he has them he may as well use them but only if it's necessary and it's still also a spotlight for other characters to shine but as opposed to Saitama Mob actually has his own character and has some development to go with him in that he has no talents or skills or even emotional expression and he starts to develop that as the show goes on. And one of the biggest conflicts he has with himself is no matter how much he wants to change, 
he still has no control of his powers and will eventually lose control. Yeah. And, well, that, I think that's also, that kind of ties into one of the core sort of messages that I love from Mob Psycho, and that is your own self-worth is in you, you know? Mm-hmm. Because as you're we talking about Saitama and saying that this kind of leans into that sort of shonen battle, uh, battle storytelling and the trappings that are involved with this, I feel like, Whereas Saitama is the most powerful and he knows it, you know, you were saying earlier, Mob is the most powerful, but he doesn't know it because he Mm -hmm. doesn't have, he's not attained that self-worth. And part of that is that whole core message is that you're not better than anybody else just because you can do these things. You are at the same level, you know, knives aren't for, you know, pointing at other people as Mm -hmm. Reagan tells him. Yeah. And... That, that's kind of one of the things, whereas Saitama exists in a cast of characters who he just skirts on by, and they exist almost as just liquid that, get, that you know, just slides off his back. Mm-hmm. Mob is, if Reagan was not around, then Mob would totally be a different character. Yeah. Just and, by the virtue of it, what Reagan instilled in him. Yeah, and that Reagan metaphor you brought up about the knife is the core part of this anime, because Mob doesn't want his powers... But Reagan reassures him to not get rid of his powers because, you know, a knife has its uses. You just have to use it for the right things and don't hurt other people. Right. And that's that's why I do love Reagan is that Reagan is, while Mob is the main character, I would say that Reagan is the heart of the show. Reagan is unironically the best character of the show. Reagan is unironically the best character of the show. I don't understand why people do would not enjoy Reagan. Because the way he he just effortlessly swaggers into the headquarters at the end, and his his charisma and his knowledge in uh, in talking to all the lackeys, uh, not only is he tricking them, but he's also instilling some words of encouragement telling them to like be better telling them to uh, worry about the path that you leave behind because what Mm. good is getting to the top if the path you took to get there is filled with filth yeah and like the 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 way he talks down all the big bads at the very end just a beautiful scene the way he talks to and encourages mob and keeps him from uh, keeps him from blowing up for a, a what fourth or fifth time. Yeah, and s- some might say that he's just bullshitting, like uh, trying to tell Mob to keep his cool, uh, so he, you know, doesn't hurt anyone. But he, it, you also get the feeling that he genuinely believes this, and genuinely believes in Mob, and is not just using him for his psychic powers for his uh, supposed con game. Yeah. I mean, I have not finished the second season, so I don't know Reagan's full motivations. I do believe that he acts out of genuine concern for Mob, and even if he doesn't, then he at least is a good person enough to say, hey, you're a kid, don't be doing this crap. I mean, there's a reason why Reagan has almost 10,000 more favorites than Mob. Because he's just, even if you don't like Reagan, he's still such a big dork that it's hard not to just find him hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because his aunt, like, Reagan is the comedic relief in, uh, for so many scenes, especially any time it's 
oh, there's a ghost in this photo. He uses Photoshop <laughs> to get it out. Oh, this is one of his special moves. I took out the eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting because he cons these people, but he's still helping them, just in a different way. Like he 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 claims he's exercising a spirit, but he still gives them a, a massage and makes them feel better. Yeah. Maybe maybe Reagan is just one of those people who's constantly like, you know, it's mind over matter, and if you don't mind, then it won't matter. <laughs> so he's just like, yep, I gave you a good, nice massage with one of my secret techniques, and now you'll totally forget about any sort of pain you're having. Which is kind of just funny to me because it implies that Reagan has undergone so much different trainings and a lot of things because, I mean, to, to give a good massage and then turn around and say, I'm taking a ghost out of Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And then, I also keep salt on me at all times. <laughs> and it's just regular table salt. <laughs> it's regular table salt. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest things was, oh, no, I'm... A- Wait, this is just regular table salt. <laughs> uh, I this this mob psycho hit me with a lot of like a lot of deep belly laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get hit with as many laughs as I did in One Punch Man. I wouldn't say Mob Psycho is as funny as One Punch, but I still would say it's as humorous. If you could say there's a difference, and I would. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's kind of like... Like sensible chuckles. Well, it's kind of like what I compare, people compare like, you know, early Simpsons to early King of the Hill. Early Simpsons will give you a lot more belly laughs, while King of the Hill will give you a lot more smiles. Yeah. And there's a difference between being humorous and being hilarious. And sometimes it's better to be humorous than be hilarious, because, you know, it's kind of like having two shotgun, two shotgun shells compared to like eight pistol, you know, bullets. You know, yeah, that, that's that's how I feel about hilarious versus humorous. And I feel One Punch Man is more hilarious than it is humorous. <laughs> the humorous will definitely stick with you a lot more because the yeah. humorous tends to make you think a little bit. Yeah. And it's also, uh, you know, comedy is very subjective. So especially with Mob Psycho, not every single bit is going to land, especially because it is a little bit. Uh, it, it kind of sometimes leans into just look at this funny thing that is kind of happening and it doesn't, you know, necessarily always hit mm-hmm. because it, it's also a more, a slightly more Eastern leaning humor. It, it's only so much more fun to see Dimple get hit thrown on the ground over <laughs> and over again or see something silly like, you know, when Dimple pops out of the cave or the, not the cave, but the the pot or whatever and he's like oh, i'm so strong and then the fight's over yeah <laughs> honestly i really like the the mirroring of dimple meeting ma for the first time and dimple meeting uh ritsu for the first time how they do the same thing but the conversation <laughs> is ever so different yeah i i absolutely love uh i i i absolutely love what um dimple becomes in the second season because mm-hmm. i haven't finished the second season i I have like a secret shame with Mob Psycho season two. I've probably started it at least four times, but I've mm-hmm. never finished it. And I've probably seen the first season four times because of this. <laughs> I, 
I, I swear, this has to be the show I've seen the one the anime I've seen the most because I watched it when it was airing. I mm-hmm. watched it with my ex. I watched it with another. I watched it with another ex, and then I watched it again for to watch season two, and then I watched it for this podcast. I've seen it at least five times. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it's 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 a great anime. It's uh-huh. it's truly a great anime, and you know the I put this op on my favorite ops. Because it's such a visual spectacle mixed with a perfect, the music is perfectly in sync with it. It's mm-hmm. that kind of rare, it's not, it's a rare treat to get in any sort of media where you're perplexed by the visual. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a very, <coughs> getting too excited over here. It's like a very hyper-focused music video. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll get, and speaking of the visuals, we'll get to that in a minute. I want to mention one more, like, uh. A heart fulfilling scene before we move to the visuals. The fight between Mob and Teru, I really liked everything about it from start to finish. Like the 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 gimmicks of the double crosses, getting these two factions to fight the 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 body improvement club and the uh, the vinegar middle school um uh rival gang. Uh, Teru shows up, busts a mass. He starts. Showing off his powers in a move to establish dominance. And I love how over time it cha- the motivation changes to a battle of ideology. Like when Mob starts using his powers, Teru doesn't care anymore that he's getting beat. He just cares now that he was right that Mob can't win without using his powers. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, it's like a, that Pyrrhic victory. Right. But then it kind of becomes a double loss for for Teru because it turns out that Mob had to get knocked out for him to do that mm-hmm. because he's so stern and held to his beliefs that it took him being unconscious and that kind of builds up a little bit of the the few little like I don't want to call Mob Psycho a shonen by any means but the fact that he's got like this hidden side that only comes out when he's knocked out mm-hmm. very much kind of leans into that uh, that sort of storytelling tropes yeah. I like that each explosion is predicated by some type of emotion that Mob is seemingly unlocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the first one. It feels like grief or anger or something like that. Yeah. And then it was sadness, and then... um, shit, What was the third one? Anguish? It was uh, some similar-sounding emotion. Um... I think it was, uh, I think the first one was grief or no, it was rage. Explosion one was rage. The explosion two was sadness. Explosion three was animosity. Okay. And then the and last then explosion w- four was almost murderous intent, which would have been, whew. And, uh, but it was changed over with gratitude. And the last, yeah, the last explosion was the best one, and that was gratitude. I gotta say, watching this week to week, taking you back to that glorious year of 2016, and seeing, you know, Reagan get like murdered, and then yeah. mob go 100. percent You cannot imagine how just like blue balled I was for next week. Oh, I can imagine. Because I was like, if Reagan dies, I will. I am going to fight people in the streets. And just imagine how explosive mob would have been. Oh yeah, it was. You could feel the rage was there. The rage, mm-hmm. if 
you were engaged with the show, then the rage would have been palpable for you, the viewer. And then when Reagan comes back and has all these powers, and it's just he's being such a stupid chat about it. <laughs> just hey, why are you acting like such a kid? You're being a kid. This is a toy to sword. Breaks. Yeah, he's like a babysitter. <laughs> it's such an expert way to defeat all of these villains. Just talking them down. Like, what are these shoulder pads? You look silly. <laughs> What do, you, do they? What do they do? They guard my shoulders. Hmm? <laughs> it's y'all being kids. You'll be. You'll be really immature. You just are. Mm-hmm. You're just kids who didn't grow up with us. Like, oh well, I didn't get to have a family. And then Reagan goes, "I sympathize with you." One time, I didn't tell my parents to come for for track day or whatever. <laughs> and he says, "Do you realize we share the same pain?" And he's like, "No, we don't." <laughs> <laughs> Reagan's just so he's so sure of himself that's like (laughs) Reagan is what I want to be so sure that I'm right all the time that even if I'm wrong I don't care yeah Uh, I wish I had an ounce of his charisma and confidence I just I I, like the way he walked into that uh that pottery scam and just like talked them down and like verbally beat the shit out of them oh yeah I, for, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that he just said, hey, oh, and now you've hurt me emotionally. That'll be another million yen. <laughs> oh, he is just, he is just the, we, if we ever do like a top 20 anime characters for us personally, Reagan's going to be somewhere on mine. Mm-hmm. He, it, Mob Psycho is one of those shows I forget that I loved it until I rewatched again. And I was like, oh yeah, well, this will be a core facet of my personality if I let it. I have a t-shirt and I have a mug. Or I had a mug. A cat broke it. <laughs> Damn. Tragic, really. Did you go mob psycho over? I, I did. <laughs> Cats breaking your stuff is just the most infuriating thing because you know they don't give a... They don't care. If they don't know what they've done. You're like, I feed you. I shelter you. I pet you even when you piss me off. And this is how you repay me. <laughs> Exactly. It's so infuriating when cats just break stuff and all you can do is just say, do you feel any remorse? Do you understand why I'm mad? And they're just, I'm scared. You're yelling for no reason. Why are you so violent? Mm-hmm. What have I done wrong? And I'm just, you broke something. You broke, you broke a trifling, a trifling knickknack that brought me small joys. And yet I cannot, I cannot feasibly understand the anger that you don't understand just i just hate it i've had so many things broken because of cats just don't they just yeah. they just stroll up and they're just like this thing is in my way push breaks oh hello mm-hmm. i as a small tangent that's related to this i remember reading uh, not too long ago an interesting uh factoid about dog and cat psychology and how it comes with uh, how it relates to uh like behavioral training Dogs are able to uh, attribute qualities uh, differ from like the owner and an object used for uh, so-called discipline or training. Dogs can attribute a positive reinforcement and a negative reinforcement to the object or sound or some other quality separate from the owner. So that's how you train them. Cats, however, can attribute positive reinforcement to an object but they attribute negative reinforcement to the owner 
so cats literally hold grudges. Yeah. So like if you if you like spank a cat or something, like go psh, and like touch them with like a I don't know a, a, a like a, a a brush or something. Let's go with that. Uh, they will attribute that not to the brush but to you and be like, "Mean ass son of a bitch! I'll break your other mug." <laughs> that is very. That's such a. That is such a cat move, though. It that, very much is. That is punish a cat, and it's just why did you do that to me? And I'm like, <laughs> the the water bottle did it to you, and they're like, no, you had the water bottle. Do you think I am stupid? And it's just a little bit. Yeah, I did get think you were kind of stupid. It wasn't me that got you wet, Mister Snugglebottoms. It was the spray bottle. <laughs> Mr. Snugglebottoms. And then and then Mr. Snugglebottom was like, Doubt. <laughs> no, he goes he would go full on press triangle to to catch a lie. <laughs> go full on hostile Cole Phelps. I didn't I did not steal that tire, I swear. You murdered that woman and took her tires for yourself and I have proof. Oh my god, Cole, calm down. <laughs> uh, yeah. And speaking of some people who need to not calm down, the Body Improvement Club, I really love. I love everything about them. I do, too. They, Every single thing. They are such good Chad boys. Just mob falls behind, and they check in on them. They're like, you're doing great. And I say, oh, my gosh, I love it. I want to be in a body improvement club. Yeah. I mean, just look at the main guy, uh, Goda. I think that's his name. He's a fucking middle schooler. He is from a JoJo anime. <laughs> he is He is either in Tokyo Avengers or he's in JoJo's. <laughs> There's no in between. You, you. I mean, like, you either get, to, if you're that swollen middle school, you either get cast into some delinquent anime where they're fighting with, like, motorcycles and chains, and they're like, <laughs> how old are you? And they're like, I'm 14, Grandma. <laughs> are you are a JoJo pro tag? I mean... Uh. He's got the sideburns to be like a 30-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. I, but he's you got the spirit of a god. He's got the they've all got the spirit of warriors. He he gets beaten up and he's just, "Wow, your muscles but the muscles in your heart must be really powerful." <laughs> and I'm saying, "Look, thank you go to the uh, the strongest muscle in my body is my heart because I drink so many energy drinks. It's got to be <laughs> pumping <laughs> all the time." Let's talk about that animation. Uh, yeah. Who are mortals to talk about the realms of gods? <laughs> they did an excellent job at portraying not only like the spirits in that weird, squiggly pseudo Junji Ito style, where yeah. they they get to that kind of charcoal painting where each frame has like the smudges moving around, like they're making a new image with different oh, yeah. smudges. And uh, they also use that for Mops, um, uh, his breakouts. Like, uh, they, they especially yeah. go to uh, the black and white graphite style, and they save all of them frame budgets for those explosion scenes. And <laughs> I am very excited for the, the, uh, the alleged news that season three will feature an episode that has 20,000 frames. Oh, you have, 
like let's we need we need to talk about it when it happens but the thick anime season that is coming to us in in fall our we're not ready for it you know between chainsaw man mob psycho 100 you know new bleach new new spy family it's just such a thick season mm-hmm. and yeah i'm excited about it too because one of my things is that Mob Psycho, even when it's not doing anything in the scene, it's still a fun scene to watch. Which is something that, you know, I've I say time and time and again. Sometimes anime will have those ex you know, that I was about to say exploitation. <laughs> exposition <laughs> scenes where two characters are talking and it's just, yep, yep, yep. But because the way that Mob Psycho looks, because of the character designs that are more heavily based on one's, you know, character designs, whereas one Punch Man was more leaning into uh, Furuta, I believe, his mm-hmm. his art. This one is only basing itself off what one himself there's themselves has drawn. Yeah, and you can kind of tell that because the art style is distinctly manga one, but also distinct from One Punch Man. And right. I, I love all the character designs in this one, even like the the blockhead and the ball head psychics. Yeah, I, I I enjoy that too. I enjoy that too. Uh, so I did I did some quick math and I found that uh, the average episode of anime has around seventeen thousand frames. So imagine an extra three thousand for this episode. Holy shit! Oh wow, wow. We getting that in no not November because I think we're gonna fail that. Good anime, good anime will always, good anime will always make you nut. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it doesn't count because you know, <laughs> it's just natural to nut when you watch some good anime. That's, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not wrong here. So yeah, let's go and talk about that. Actually, uh, some more of the animation that we really like. One of my favorite bits of animation is honestly the ED for one uh, one mob man, <laughs> uh, because it's that. It looks um, rotoscoped, kind of. Kind of. But it, you can obviously tell that whatever they're doing is, you know, it's kind of 3D. I'm not I'm not too sure of the animation techniques used in that. Yeah. But I love it perfectly blending in with that, with the, uh, the ED. just makes me feel like, yeah, we really did do things today, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did. You can tell it's digital. It's, it's in the style of, like, uh, like graphite-drawn... <laughs> Uh, images where they they like do a lot of rough coloring uh, and it looks like it has smudges kind of like a, some heavy brush or like a charcoal brush something like that to get that smudges you can tell it's digital because a lot of uh, areas on several frames will remain the same and you can only tell that some new strokes have come in when it's around or nearby a a piece of the image that has moved. Like if you're, someone's moving their arm, but their torso will stay the same. Right, you're right. Because I noticed that during the part where Reagan is brushing his teeth. Yeah. But I mostly want to highlight it. There's this one scene where it's showing like a POV as he's walking, and he <laughs> looks at a cat, and I, I don't know what it is about that cat, but <sighs> I love that cat. That fucking cat, that's something else. I don't know that, what it is about that cat, but it, it feels so real feels extra real 
I know that's what was getting. That's what got me so bad. Down yeah. bad was that that cat looked like they just literally took a picture of a cat and it moved away. Like, ah, what are you doing? And yeah. I, just they just used that. That's why I was thinking like maybe a little bit of rotoscoping mm-hmm. to kind of capture that. It likely is because the cats are going to be hard to animate, but it might be that quality of animation that because it's black and white and grayscale and uh, a certain brush style that they can they spend less time on each frame so they can make more frames and crush them together kind of like the uh uh like it's not the black and white episode of gunbuster but it's that one where the gunbuster is giving in that final punch and there's a big flash and it's all black and white and kind of scraggly drawn but it's going super fluid it's that kind of quality Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know what you mean. I too have watched a lot of anime, but I, you don't say no more. Say no more. Say less. Say less. Even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I totally get what you're saying. That that makes sense to me. There's also going back to some of the animation that really uh, not even talking about animation, just the colors that are involved. Mm-hmm. You know those bright colors that they use for a lot of the scenes, like just get that happy chemical pumping into my brain, especially the usage during, you know, the, the Teru fight where the destruction of he kind of comes more palpable as the bright colors are doled down to, you know, a very sort of grayish and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of in that grayscale sort of design or sort yeah. of color scheme. And it looks super just, it looks it gives you that atmosphere of super just like melancholia but at the same time you know it's it's still the same bright colors that we associate with mob psycho yeah and uh and especially at the end of that fight where it's contrasted when they go above the clouds and it's suddenly bright and pretty and makes you feel good yeah like, like you're superman getting soaking up that sun getting some strength Get soaking up that sun, get you a little bit of that boner juice, you know, whatever. It, it's it's that was a visual treat too. Was Teru being thrown through the sky and just ah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's there's so much in Mob Psycho to love if you're just a fan of good cool visuals and just fun animation. Yeah, it's like ah, I'm just an average person after all. <laughs> I've been thrown into the sky like a like a damned bug. <laughs> <laughs> I was just normal like all a along. fish reeled out of the ocean. I Teru Teru also I love his uh, that scene where he gets his hair cut off because of the <laughs> knife. That was a that actually had me like guffawing. Those every few time. scenes where they get they they go into a different art style for those close in moments. Like you think I'm some kind of Orochimusha or some whatever he says, don't you? And he does. He does look like that with the yeah. the shaved hair, holding a pipe, and at the very end when it's Reagan versus uh, who is it? The swordsman. Yeah. It's like, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me with that speed? And I was I was waiting for that face and was not expecting that image. And I have that image saved on my laptop, and I will make it my profile pic on this server when I can. <laughs> I mean, I, Reagan's face is so dynamic and expressive. We already have a Reagan emoji on the server. Yeah, I'm surprised that came from the first episode. The Reagan shook. 
The rank it shook. <laughs> oh, it's oh. that building. No, it's the one next to it. Oh. oh. <laughs> this one's also got something going on with it. That, that just disturbed me. Oh, I see. It's just constantly. <laughs> oh, he must have been too weak for me to notice. Was <laughs> looking the other direction. That's just such a. The way he just like deflects any type of argument against him, even one he's not aware of, like Dimple saying, hey, if he's a psychic, then how come he can't see me? Yeah, Master, how come? Oh, it's because he's too weak for me to see. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, I mean, he's just, I'm telling you, it's being so absorbed into yourself that you can't see any scenario where you are not wrong. Either that or he's just so into, like, the con, he knows what he's doing before mm-hmm. he's even doing it. Or both. Or both, you know, a little, just a little bit of both actually probably help you in the long run. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column two. A little bit of, and a little <laughs> bit of row C if you're feeling particularly spicy. <laughs> so... Speaking of other things that we really liked about this show in particular, we never talk about it on this podcast because we're both so like we're both two tro- we're both two troglodyte mongoloids who can't notice music. We're just like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, just music could be awful, and we would just be, uh huh, yeah, uh, music, yeah, that, that you know, bongos. We don't know what I that like is. It. it really captured the tone of the anime. <laughs> Especially the way the chords and the notes were played with the beat. Loved it. (laughs) I like when I heard the voice. Yeah, I really love how they played the instruments. I don't feel like they've really had a lot of good instruments played in other anime. No, but Mob Psycho's music actually really, um, and I know they're made by two separate studios, obviously, but... Uh, While One Punch Man used a lot of sort of metal, metal sounding guitars in a way... Mm-hmm. To just hype you up, Mob, uh, Mob got me bad in different ways with the music to the point where I was just. Every, the, I think they used the same music for every time he exploded, mm-hmm. and it just had such foreboding and just such an ominous aura to it that it increased the fear. Because bad music will really just ruin a scene, but great music propels it even to be even higher than what it could be by itself. Yeah. And Mob Psycho, while I don't, I'm struggling to remember every, well, I, I say I'm struggling, but I know that scene they played like during just average conversations, that music that sounds like the, uh, the gra- not the graveyard, but um, what is that area? I think it might have been the graveyard from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, I'm not too familiar, honestly. Uh, well, but I think I know the one you're talking about. It's the yeah. one where it has that repetitive beep. Yeah. I do like that one, and it always stood out to me. I mean, it, it just kind of sounded, you know, kind of ominous and kind of just it fit, it fit Mob Psycho really well. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm just. It sounded alien, but in the Esper sense, whatever you would call that. Maybe yeah. paranormal? I don't know if that's the right term. I think, I think Mob Psycho leans into more paranormal because it's more about psychics and spirits. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that the psychic powers work, it feels more like, you know, a battle shonen. Supernatural. I guess that's the that's a close term. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I like paranormal I, better. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, 
My anime list says that the theme is superpower. Yeah, and I am looking at that theme, and they got One Punch Man, of course, My Hero Academia, of course, Code Geass, I guess. Yeah, technically. Geass is kill. Charlotte. My superpower is the ability to take off more clothes. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, man, Dragon Ball Z. I forgot to talk about that in my update. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You got something? Yeah, I've been playing Fortnite again just because of the Goku skin. My sister in Christ. How stupid is it that I'm shooting shooting someone with Goku? So dumb. I have seen that image where in the pregame lineup, there's Naruto, Goku, Darth Vader... And Rick Sanchez. <laughs> and I'm like, someone someone almost convinced... I'm be, I've been called to play it by my roommate, Lauren. She is playing it, like, emphatically. And has convinced me that the gameplay has changed where it actually feels like a video game. And that it's genuine, childish fun. Like, you're shooting... You're shooting an automatic rifle, and you're also jumping on a mushroom jump pad. Yeah, no. Playing as all these characters, and someone on Reddit said, you know, we rag on Fortnite, but this is exactly the kind of game we thought about when we were kids. And I'm like, shit, he's right. <laughs> I mean, it's, I I mean, I've, I go in and out of my wanting to play Fortnite modes just because it's such a game that I have no investment in. If I lose <laughs> in Fortnite, I'm not upset. If I it's I don't care because yeah. I know I'm ass at it, but just the fact that I could just go around as Goku is just <laughs> so stupid, and I don't even like. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Well, you know what? It's not even effectively important because Fall Guys does the same thing. That's why I started playing Fall Guys again because they had Sonic the Hedgehog skins. And you know, I go out <laughs> and I'm playing Sonic Hedgehog, and I'm standing right next to an Among Us while an Ezio is in front of me, and to the left, I'm seeing what looks like I don't know, uh, knockoff Mario. And it's just these stupid crossovers that have just so many wild different things. I love it. I think it's stupid. But I love it. And just the fact yeah. that literally you can now go and just have Goku with a gun. That's that's peak. We have We're winning, boys. Yeah. Someone else in that same thread brought up Mugen. Like, yeah, just bond your own character. Put a move set. You can do whatever you want. And there's that new game that's either out or coming out called Multiverses. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like it's just a a amalgamation of different IPs. Hold on, I'm trying to look at the roster, but they're wanting me to put in my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Take me to the roster. Let's see, they got Black Adam from Marvel, Stripe, I don't know, they don't have That's from DC, you boomer. Black Adam's from DC. Oh, is it? They're all Warner Brothers properties. I don't care. Okay, well, you you know what? Fair enough. Rick and Morty, you have LeBron James. (laughs) My favorite fictional character. You have the Iron Giant, which I'm not really okay with because fighting is not what he does, but whatever. You have Taz, Velma, Arya Stark, Batman, Bugs Bunny, Finn the Human, Jake the Dog, Garnet, Harley Quinn, Rain Dog, Shaggy, Steven Universe, Superman, Tom and Jerry, and Wonder Woman, with more to be revealed soon. 
<sighs> is this the future of gaming? Just just like just like a playground fight of all characters that these these companies can get their hands on. I mean, we here's the thing. And should we be afraid of it? I am not afraid of the future, but I am afraid that it's going to get to the point with with this game that I'm going to be like, who's the next reveal for multiverses? And it's going to be something just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't know, like a short roll from Indiana Jones. (laughs) And I'm going to say, whatever, I don't even care. But that's a Disney property, I think. I don't know, man. I think so. It was Lucasfilm. I think they got bought out by Disney. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh no! I know who the next release who the next release will be. Then it'll be Eric Andre. <laughs> He'll just <laughs> throw you into death. <laughs> oh I boy! Can, I can see it though. Actually, now I can see playing as Eric Andre in multiverses. You you can have the different skins. You could have his shaved head skin, his normal crazy hair skin, his Cat Williams hair skin, and uh, oh shit, what was I gonna say? Should we be afraid? Um, should we be afraid of the future? I don't know. Oh shit, I lost it. Lost the thought. It's fine. You'll get it. You'll you'll have it. There'll be another one. I'm installing multiverses now because I forgot they had such a wild roster. I want to play with LeBron James. (laughs) I mean, they kind of Smash Brothers was really ahead of its time. I mean, any sort of mashup of characters and properties like that is Mm -hmm. super fulfilling from a fan's point of view, and it's just also ridiculous. I mean. There is, uh, just to tie this back into Mob Psycho a little bit better, if they made, like, an anime, you know, like, that was the coolest thing was an isekai quartet that had all these four different anime characters in it. Did I watch it? No, but that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. And you have games like Jump Force, where you just play all of these shonen characters, and I was like, wow, I have my dream team. My dream team of... of Goku, Goku Super Saiyan, and Goku Super Saiyan 3. It's literally, that was literally the, the Dragon Fighters experience before I got out of it was, all right, who am I playing in this online match? Okay, they got Goku. Okay, Kid Goku. All right. And Ultra Instinct Goku. Okay, very cool. Thank you. Thank you, Kanye. Very nice. <laughs> I am going to lose. <laughs> Drained ourselves of Bob Psycho. I am tired. We My both body have, aches. We both have colds. I'm. Hopefully, Craig will have edited out all my coughs and all my sniffles. We have already gone above and beyond. I would go above and beyond into the stars for our listeners. If they want me to talk for another fifty minutes, I would. But I just <laughs> don't feel like it. I just got the sniffles and I keep coughing and hopefully Craig will cut out all my coughs because it got really bad there. Not in the funny, haha, he's going to puke way, but like, oh gosh, he's dying way. Yeah. So kind of to lead us into our wrap up uh, a little bit closer to the end. I, I love, I love this show and I love the themes of it. I love the fact that it is all about human, you know, like you can be better. It just, 
you know, while so I, I still, I've been saying it since we've seen One Punch Man. I, every time my roommate's like, you, you should probably take a break from working out or doing this. I'm like, Saitama says you've got to do it every day or it doesn't <laughs> count every day. That's been my literal just every time someone tells me that you know, I need to take a break on something. Got to do it every day or it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And Mob Psycho kind of is the same sort of message. You improvement, you know, is gradual and you can change who you want to be. You are the protagonist of your own life, as Reagan tells Mob. You are the captain of your dream or, or the pilot of your soul or whatever that one is. Yeah. Well, I think he does actually say it's a mob. You are the protagonist of your own life. Uh-huh. I know he says it. I, I, I'm like, why am I doubting it? I've seen the show five times. Shut up. <laughs> I, I, but that's, that's really a message that, I mean, even in our own lives, I feel like there's just so much that goes on, especially when we have, we get news about billionaires who are just making people move and move bridges historical bridges so their yacht can go through or we're seeing about people who have done legendary events that we never would have imagined in our lifetime it's kind of hard to imagine that we ourselves can be that all-powerful protagonist in our own lives yeah but you know it just takes that sort of a to to quote a certain nerd from kogios change comes from within (laughs) what a loser did that change come from within yeah suzaku what really did that you know, that nerd who said that, did change truly come from within? Does it matter? Yeah, it does matter. Change comes from within. And, you know, that's that's where it starts, at least. That's where it starts. Yeah. You're the protagonist of your own life, even on the days you don't feel like it. It's just that some of us, just, just all we see ourselves as is filler characters in the great anime arc of someone else's 15 arc special. Yeah. But anyways... To tie this into Mob Psycho, I think Mob Psycho is great. It's a 9 out of 10. I can't give it a 10 for some reason because I'm a poor critic. <laughs> I know it's great. I know it's great, but I don't know why I don't know it's a masterpiece. But at the same time, every time I watch it, I'm I'm entertained. I could binge it. I, I did the last eight episodes. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's great. Can't wait for season three, even though I can't finish season two. But maybe I'll just skip season two, you know? Just, just <laughs> skip right to season three. And then watch season two. Kind of give it, you know, like a, a an interesting sort of timeline watch. Yeah. You know, how, like how the pro JoJo watchers do, you know, watch part one, then part four, then part two, then part three, you know. The the, uh, the, the mother's basement watching order. That's stupid. Okay, well. He's it. stupid. Alrighty then. But he does. Well, I, I was going to go somewhere, but that's objectifying. I won't go there. I mean, I think, I think he's got some points to it. I thought the list was okay. I don't know. I just say watch whatever JoJo parts you want. Don't let don't let the man tie you down. Watch part four first. Who cares? Watch part six first. Watch part seven first and just only watch part seven, even though there's no anime out for it. Just skip everything and read the part eight manga. You'll be fine. Watch every other episode. You'll get the gist of it. You'll get what's going on. It's JoJo. House. How complicated can it be? Anyways, nine out of ten. Get uh, get drunk and roll dice. That's that's how you determine your JoJo episode. You watch that evening. That's oh, a repeat. Watch it anyways. <laughs> Every day. What you what you score this? Nine out of ten. You're just not feeling it. You are just completely zonked out. I said everything that I meant in this episode, and you summarized it. Better than I could have. I need bed.
We are recording. It is 11.49 at this moment, audience. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Just pull this. Pull the ship into dock, and t- we'll we'll furl the sails, and we'll go. You know, you can go bed. Yay. And speaking of yay. Oh yeah, and, and speaking of uh, getting tucked into bed, we have been the Otaka Melancholy Podcast. Hey, must be buddy. We have been your hosts, Matt and Audrey. You can catch us at our website at otakamelancholy.com where you can find our previous episodes that are a lot cleaner and healthier for your soul. And you can also find our social media, our Twitter, uh, Instagram, Discord, and our Patreon. Yes, and I will be thanking the patrons right now because I totally did not forget to do that. Uh, special thanks go out to Anime of the Week, Cream Puff Coon, Chris S., Darth Egg, Ikea Plant, Jalvin, and Moe Soda. Woo! Uh, thank you guys so much for helping with making the podcast super great and we use the money to keep the podcast website because that really does help and i would also before we just wrap this up i would also like to give a very big shout out to uh norvin who sent us a message on facebook to just tell us that they enjoyed the podcast because little notes like this really help to make our days and we appreciate it when any of you just tells us how much you enjoy the podcast thank you so much for your positive words of encouragement we love you guys and we hope you'll keep listening it was really heartwarming. I was happy to be there. And I, I don't let my cold uh, my cold voice uh, misguide you on my enthusiasm. I truly do need it. Yeah, you, you're, just, you're, just, you're just sick. You're just sick, sport. We're just going to tuck you into bed. You'll wake up and you'll feel like you'll feel like a new, you'll feel like a new pair of padded underwear. <laughs> All right. And speaking of someone who was very familiar with padding people in underwear... Today's quote comes from Siegmund Proud. Freud, is that how you say it? Yeah. Out of your vulnerabilities will come your mother. <laughs> no, out of your vulnerabilities will come your anime. Yeah, whatever. Woo. Fuck your mom. <laughs> Alright. How come how can we have so many syscon animes but no mom con? Where are they at? Where are the mom cons? I wanna see some dopey anime boy fuck their mother all right that's that's always leave them always in the episode on a real thought provoking note uh yeah uh, it is a real thought okay wow fantastic wow Wow. all right bye-bye guys take care gabate I'm not afraid.